Hello, we're back. It's been a minute here with a new podcast with Sean from Down to Ferment. I, I say ferment. Is it fer like I, I've been I was I think he says ferment. So what do you say? But we got a conversation that I think you're gonna enjoy to get back into it. Sean is a super knowledgeable dude and has uh been really involved sharing his experiences with the community and uh he, he's definitely been humbled seeing the support and growth um but he's doing some really cool stuff with his team in san diego so um, learn about fermentation about making fermented hot sauce is a little bit of business learning uh kind of hot sauce business growing and everything um but yeah no it, it's good to be back and I want to do more of these and more frequently. It's something uh, i got to work on. Uh, we've been uh, quite involved with Crack Sauce, and, and we have a lot of experience to share with that. Uh, we also have a new space, which we're going to be trying to do more events, both uh, in person and online. So a little shout-out to our own BYOHS. We had some conversations about you kind of bring your own hot sauce, something that's homemade, not commercially sold. Uh, we taste it, we talk about it, and just build some community. So um, check that out on our newsletter and also on our website, crafthotsauce.com. But yeah, want, want, want to be doing more of these in the future. And thanks for still subscribing and, and hope you're going to enjoy this one. Uh, here we go with Sean from Down to Ferment. Sean, it's it's a thank you for coming to the podcast. I'll start off there. Of course, man. I'm I'm happy to be here. Nice. Yeah, you, you got a, a big day of actually is it a big day of traveling? You're you're headed to the Albuquerque Fiery Food Show, right? Yeah, we don't, we're actually not leaving until tomorrow. Um we have to set up our booth at uh on Thursday. So funny, uh we're actually leaving midnight on Wednesday night. We're just gonna drive through. It's about a twelve hour drive, so we're just gonna just gonna drive through and get there hopefully around one or two and then go set up the booth and everything and get ready. But it's wow. our first year doing it and we don't know really what to expect. We're really excited for it. Um, but Friday, Saturday, Sunday is going to be <laughs> three days of just selling hot sauce, talking about hot sauce, everything hot yeah. sauce. Yeah. Well, well, we're giving you a little bit of a warm up for it, but what would you say you're, you're most excited for? Um, honestly, the networking with other vendors, um, the, you know, meeting other people who've been in the game for a long time. I know I've done a, a, another hot sauce festival last year, the West Coast Hot Sauce Festival, but um, we really want to meet all these other people that we follow on Instagram and stuff and talk to them and, and, and engage with them and, you know, try other sauces too. That's, that's yeah. one thing I'm really excited for as well. Nice. And obviously, you know, sharing the sauce with all, the, all of our customers that are going to be there. Um, it's just, uh, really, <laughs> it's going to be a lot to take in. It's just going to be the two of us, me and Ryan, my partner. Yeah. I think, I think that's one of, 
one of it definitely is one if uh one of if not the longest running hot sauce event and, and kind of yeah fire fiery foods um and and i've actually never been to the area but i just hear how just chili is a religion there and just a, yeah. it's something to embrace and experience yeah it's going to be chilly weather wise and it's going to be <laughs> too so it's gonna we're gonna have all sorts of chili going on this weekend i know that you started and have grown up in, in san diego where you now operate uh down to ferment uh Tell me a little bit more about kind of growing up in San Diego and also the the food scene in San Diego. Uh, the food scene in San Diego has gone through the roof as far as like good culinary offerings. Like it, it used to be said that like LA was like a huge food scene and, and and whatnot, but San Diego is definitely overtaking it like crazy. In my my opinion, I, I mean, I've been a chef pretty much my entire career so i keep up on on all these uh new restaurants opening and and uh we have you know celebrity chefs that come in and stuff but the food scene in san diego has always been uh from like 2010 on just increasingly growing i didn't know you that you were uh, a chef and everything so what are typically like some of your favorite foods to to cook um, the funny thing is, is I've, I've literally dabbled in every cuisine. I used to be a, an executive chef for a catering company. Um, so I was essentially forced to create different cuisines and learn different cuisines. And, uh, so I I've dabbled in pretty much everything, but my go-to was, is usually, um, Japanese. I do sushi a lot. Um, I, I still, still cater here and there little parties for friends and stuff. And I do sushi events. Um, I really love Japanese cuisine so much that I've visited Japan twice already just to eat food. Um, and, uh, we have a huge, obviously Mexican culture and scene in San Diego. And that's awesome to, to be a part of and learn from. Um, and Mexican food is just a staple in any San Diegans diet. Like it's, it's, (laughs) <laughs> you can't literally walk to one shopping mall or the or the next without seeing a taco shop. Oh so. man, I, I went to San Diego once and and it was like the best fish taco I've ever had. And just like uh, there, I, I think there's great Mexican food uh, in the Boston area. And people that are are listening to this that are from the West Coast and and uh, they're probably laughing at that. But I, I, I'm not saying that it, it's on a whole nother level because just everything that I've had. Uh, you know, like in San Diego, California, Texas, uh, just, it just takes it up to a, a whole different degree. Yeah. We have, we have the, we have so many places though that follow like traditional Mexican cooking too. Like the, yeah. it's not just Americanized Mexican. There's so many, like we, in our farmer's market, we, we have a dude, um, uh, his, his booth is called my Pozzola. He He kills it out here. But it's it's literally his entire menu is just literally good pozole, and I get one almost every time I work at farmers market because I'm just like his pozole is amazing. It's just good soup. It's like it's non complicated. It's traditional, and it's just good. And that's my kind of philosophy on cooking. That's my philosophy with down to ferment. Is people try to um, complicate things too much by adding too many spices or too many this and too many that, yeah. and I want to focus on 
fla like certain flavor profiles, subtle flavor profiles that pair well with each other. Like the whole thing with beet your meat, right? Uh, it's beets, horseradish, and porcini mushrooms. The biggest focus on that sauce is the beets and the porcini mushrooms. The horseradish is just there for the aromatics. It's just there to help complement the spicy area of the sauce. It's it's there to to bolster up the earthiness of the beets. Um, the fennel that we use in there is is meant to complement um, all the aromatics of the garlic and the onion and stuff like that. So it's it's all meant to play together to to just highlight certain flavor profiles. We don't want to go too too elaborate with all, all yep. our sauces, and we want to we just want to focus on good flavors without a ton of spices that are that can like literally combine and create a giant like oh this is a good flavor bomb, but I don't know what I'm tasting. Yeah. So yeah. How just to to pick on that recipe and sauce for a bit, how how did that come to be? What was that like a, a flavor profile that you were going for? Did you come across ingredients and think about how these could work together? I, I'd love to hear about um, what was honestly, going through your mind. I'm just a giant teenager, so I <laughs> wanted to name a, a sauce Beat Your Meat because I thought it was <laughs> on brand. And I also really loved horseradish and the idea of putting horseradish in a sauce. Um, but I knew that beets and horseradish played really, really well together. Um, so when I was, you know, coming up with this sauce and, you know, it, the name usually comes first and then I build the sauce around it. it that's that's usually kind of how I do things because I, it tests my creative ability, right? I don't yeah. come up with a sauce. I come up with the name and then I'm like, how do I make a sauce to fit around this name? Um, with the exception being the first three that we created, uh, Habanuero, Dad Bod and Smoking Hot Date. Those are the first three sauces that we launched the company with. Those sauces were already like, those were like, all right, I need these these three launch sauces. And we have a habanero, we have a smoky chipotle, and we have a green sauce. So that yep. was our like kind of staple. To, to cover launch. your bases. Exactly. Like for, for, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And the names like kind of came with it. But for every other sauce we release, um, I come up with the name first of what fits our brand, what develops. And then I develop a sauce around it. Like I said, I have a very extensive culinary background. So I, I play with different different sauces here and there, different ingredients. Um, Ghosted came about on a poll that I did on Instagram. I was like, what kind of sauce do you guys want to see? Do you, Would you like to see a Thai-inspired ghost sauce or a, a scorpion pepper Caribbean sauce? And we did both of them. Well, the one-year anniversary was the scorpion pepper Caribbean sauce. Um, that was our one year jerk anniversary, but I did the Thai ghost pepper sauce first with the, um, and it, and it came out really, really well. And I played with those different ingredients and stuff like that. But going back to beet, it was more so about like, I definitely want to work with beets. I definitely want to work with the horseradish. The porcini mushroom came in because I was like, porcini mushrooms add so much good flavor bolstering without adding too much like a, of a mushroom taste or anything like that. Not like truffle, like everybody's all about truffle, right? I'm all about porcini. Porcini mushroom is like my truffle. Nice. Nice. Um, that that's really cool with hearing I, i've never heard of that before just like I, I feel like with hot sauce makers that are really talented creative and and have a kind of a a big inventory of knowledge and experience to pull from uh just being 
having that name kind of being your, your creativity guider. Uh, I, I love that. Um, how did you originally get into hot sauce? Um, it came about from literally just, it, it was around 2017, 2018 or whatever. Um, when I wanted to just get into more and more and more spicy foods and, um, I wanted to try more hot sauces and I went on Amazon and was like looking up sauces and I was like, this is all like the ones that I was finding was all just vinegar based. Like it just tasted like a poor man's Tabasco. And these ones had like the ones that I got, I got like a three pack or uh, of something. I don't, I don't even know the name brand. I, I think it was probably just like a knockoff thing. And it just like put me on down a path of like, I can make better stuff than this. And yeah. so it it started me on this journey of fermenting things and fermenting hot sauce and you know come 2020 um i really started getting more and more into the fermentation side of it covid hit and then i was just really burned out from my job and i was a culinary director and i was just working long hours and i was like i, I the underpaid or uh, underappreciated type of thing yeah so i ended up just moving on from that and taking some time to myself and reassessing what I actually wanted out of my profession, what I wanted out of my life and stuff like that. And then that's how I'm like, I'm already coming up with some decent hot sauces. So why don't I just dive full force into this? Why don't I go into this and see what I can make? And it worked. Love it. (laughs) Love it. Yeah. So where did, where did you start with that? Did did, you, you were thinking, you had those three recipes to to begin with, but I'm just curious about kind of your approach once once you kind of realized that you wanted to to go into it. Um, the approach so has kind of morphed and changed uh, over the course of our, you know, us being in business. Like I literally thought I was just going to be a hot like a dude that sold hot sauce. You know, I made an uh, at the farmers markets. I made enough to cover my expenses and whatnot. Um for the month and you know i would just be doing this basically and hiring a few people like one or two people to help me in the kitchen that's pretty much it that's that's what i uh assumed that i w- it was gonna be yeah but it's already grown well beyond that and it's i've had to you know you know i brought my partner in uh ryan very early um and he's helped grow the digital side of, of everything. He helps on the, he does the website and stuff. So um, it's, it's grown way bigger than I thought it would. Uh, <laughs> I literally thought I would just be a farmer's market vendor. That's just chilling and selling hot sauce. And, you know, I, I'd make money and I'd, it wouldn't be anything huge. It would just be me working for me and and doing that which i'm still doing but it's grown so big to where it's like holy crap like i i need to hire more people in order to keep up with this demand um i need to um do more events to cover our bases and stuff like that so it 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 works out really really well um but it was a lot bigger than i anticipated like at least five times the amount that i've that i ever anticipated doing Wow. Well, I mean, congratulations on that. And, and, um, I mean, I, before I got locked out of my Facebook, uh, for the last six months, I've been following, uh, a lot of your kind of updates and, and I think a part of, uh, I, I mean, you can have a lot more knowledge on, on what you can attribute to that, 
too. But I, I think a, a lot of that is just kind of showing updates and, and just, um, I, I just always see so much interaction w- with your posts. And cause I think a lot of that has to do with you doing, trying new things and, and sharing your, your lessons along the way. Um, and there's definitely a, a few things that I think really set you apart from other craft hot sauces, which is just a, an industry that's really blown up in, in the last five, 10 years. Um, and one of that is kind of using your own fermented liquids with, uh, kombucha. And, and I don't know if there's other things that you've done, but, um, what got you thinking to use kind of an alternative than your, your standard apple cider vinegar or, or distilled white? Uh, two things actually, uh, one, um, because like I said, I was got, I got heavy into fermentation. I was doing kombuchas. I was doing kimchi. I was doing a bunch of different stuff. Um, and when I was doing hot sauce, I was like, wait, why am I adding vinegar? That's overwhelming the subtle complexities of the flavor profiles of the, of the fermentation. If I'm adding vinegar to this, it's going to be, you know, there's a, there's a, a distinct balance that you need to have. Um, but my thought process is why don't I just brew kombucha to a specific pH, add it into the hot sauce to let just the mellow aspect of, because basically when you're fermenting your, your peppers and stuff, the lactic acid can create a, an almost bitterness in the back of the throat. Um, it can kind of be really acidic. And, uh, if I was to just blend and bottle up fermented peppers and ingredients and stuff like that, the overall taste wouldn't be that pleasant. Um, what you have to do is you have to balance the flavor profiles, uh, after the fact, which is what mm-hmm. we do. So, in order to not use vinegar, because I, I feel that if vinegar is not used properly and a lot of hot sauce makers actually like craft hot sauce makers know how to uh, add the right amount of vinegar to where they're accentuating flavor profiles and stuff um, to where they're not overwhelming it with just that vinegar flavor. Um, but a lot of hot sauce companies don't know how to do that either. So they're just it. I'm not a big fan of the vinegar flavor is basically yeah. what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> There's a time and place for it, yeah, but not an everyday thing for me. Um, I'm sure. not even a big I'm not even a big fan of buffalo sauce because it's so tangy and vinegary and stuff yeah. like that. It just doesn't it it, it doesn't do it, it for me. It almost scratch like I, I not calling out a specific brand, but a brand that you see everywhere. And uh, I I hadn't had uh, I, 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 yeah I hadn't had Frank's hot sauce. I, and, I knew you were talking about uh, Frank's. So I was like <laughs> I know you were talking about Frank's. Too. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I haven't, I was like, oh man, like the first bite, I was like, oh, this is like, I miss this flavor. And then the second, third, fifth bite, it was just like, yeah, it was just overwhelmingly um, salty, sour, it's just like, it it, it just, uh, yeah, when I've kind of been more into the craft hot sauce, it just like, you get those subtle flavors, but um, yeah, the, the, the kombucha definitely has, um kind of that sweeter side because you you need kind of to make the alcohol uh the alcohol to to let that with the, the sugar and the yeast to work and everything yeah it, it it's a lot because most vinegars are very very low ph of like 2 to 2.5 we brew our kombucha higher than that but uh good enough to where it'll still 
you know, be shelf stable on a, on a shelf and you mm -hmm. know, not go bad and stuff like that. Um, but it'll, it's not overwhelming the flavor profiles of it. Like I said, the whole point of us using the kombucha when I was doing my experiments, like way back when was to just accentuate the fermentation aspect of it. Um, it, it, it's just my own preference and what I liked. And then I found out that a lot of other people liked it, you know, and, and as long as we balance out those flavors at the end of the fermentation, it makes a good hot sauce. You can't just ferment hot sauce and not add anything to it because it's not going to be, uh, it's not going to be very tasty. It's, it's going to be very kind of almost bitterish on, on your palate. So, um, we want to make sure that we balance everything out with that. But the kombucha was our own way of doing it. And, you know, a lot of hot sauce companies use fermented pepper mash and, and stuff like that. We want to ferment our own. We want to, I, I, like I said, because I have so much culinary background, I, I want to ferment my own. I want to control it every step of the way. Um, and it's also easier on us license-wise uh, in California. California, in order to do acidified foods, you need to have a cannery license. We don't need to have a cannery license with our fermentation. It doesn't fall really? under that. Yes. Wow. So, uh, huh. So, okay. I, I was going to start asking some questions about California and then <laughs> that, that could be a whole, uh, another podcast, but, um, so, so if, it, if it's for, it, it is the pH makes it an acidified food, Yes, but and no. it's not considered uh, acidified if it's fermented under. Correct. The so the fact that we ferment everything every step of the way and we use our own fermentation and do everything our way, we don't fall under those FDA acidified guidelines and stuff. We fall under the state laws. So I'm still registered with the FDA and they know we're a business and everything, but we don't have to have an FDA person come out and check every single one because it's fermentation. It's not, we're not force acidifying something with, with the use of vinegar. So there's cool. two, there's, there are two separate, uh, guidelines. Cool. Cool. Um, I was just thinking with the, the, like you're, you're putting together two ferments and it just creates this really cool product. Um, is that hard to get consistency, uh, with those? Um, I'm sure like, and sometimes like having the exact same flavor is, it's just not realistic for food <laughs> because like one pepper from the same plant will, will take, uh, taste different than the other. Um, but is that something that you've found is just, uh, different consistencies, uh, uh in, in flavor profiles based on how ferments and other things are going? Yeah, honestly, a hundred percent. And, um, we, uh, especially in the winter months, the winter months, are a lot harder. Summer months are easy. We can just blast through um, because the heat is just right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, winter months, it gets a lot tougher because it slows down our ferments. Uh, flavors might not develop as fast. Um, but, you know, we have a saying in, in our kitchen of it's, it's craft baby, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. it is craft hot sauce yeah. and, yeah. and you can't expect own it. Um, because we are so small, we don't have the uh, ability to, you know, source certain, you know, peppers from a certain farm every year round or whatever. You know, Tabasco has their own their own Avery Island that they grow all their peppers on. We we don't we don't have that range yet, and we don't have all the machines that to do all the bottling and stuff. So everything has to be done by hand, 
and you know it, it's we want to try to keep those flavor profiles as as good as possible and those and as like accentuated as possible sometimes uh in winter months it's not always possible so um we just have to ferment longer and that's what it boils down to it's just like we have to delay it out a little bit longer and um it can it can set us back a little bit but you know we just have to work around it but the the winter months especially with the kombucha uh we have to like yeah. in the summer we can go like 21 days on our kombucha sometimes even less but in the winter time we're, we're pushing that kombucha out further much further so because like uh I, i'm i'm not i've never uh brewed and fermented made kombucha but it's supposed to be a little bit of a, a higher temperature, right? Than say like kind of a, a chili mash with, with other vegetables. Is that uh, right? It usually, usually is around the same. Um, yeah. uh, it's, it's slightly higher ideal for, you know, our anaerobic chili mash is 65 to 75 and ideal for like a kombucha is as long as you're hovering in the uh, 68 to 78 range, like you're not going over 80, you're, you're doing your mash or your uh, brew fine um but yep. once you start getting into the higher temperatures it's speeding it up so much um but the beautiful thing about our 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 kombucha is even if it speeds it up it's not harming it flavor wise um because we're not using the kombucha as a main flavor ingredient all it's doing is just to keep the the ph at at an equalized uh area so it'll hit a lot faster that ph but we're not we're not adding you know flavors to the kombucha after it's just an f1 so it's just a, a, a primary ferment um most kombuchas uh have to maintain that really well purely because they don't want to overwhelm the sour profiles or they don't want to sure. um, they don't want any negative flavors imparted on their final drinkable product with other flavors added to it, especially the secondary fermentation is a huge step in kombucha making when you're making it for drinking. But because we're not going into a secondary fermentation, we're just trying to drive the pH down and make sure that the flavor's there. Um, nice. And it's a nice neutral, even flavor um, that helps accentuate the the chili mash. Gotcha. That makes sense. Nice. Well. Can you set the scene for me? Like what's, what's um, going on when you guys are, are making a mash? Like, do you have uh, your own kitchen? Is it a commercial kitchen? Um, are you, is it just you and Ryan? Do you get some mother help? Are you playing music? I'm, I'm asking you uh, a bunch of questions, but I was just wondering if you can kind of like paint the scene for, for what, what, what's happening when you guys are DTF. <laughs> um yeah so we usually have uh three to four people in the kitchen at all times um we are usually uh pulling every week we pull four drop four so what that means is we'll pull four sauces to process that are ready to, that have been fermented and these are like seven almost eight gallon buckets that we're pulling so um we're making between a thousand and fifteen hundred bottles every single week sometimes we bump it up to to six that we're processing depending on the fermentation schedule and everything like that and what our needs are inventory wise um 
but then we're also prepping. The, 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 so you do you do you you bottle four different uh so and, and yeah so i guess do you have like multiple pots going at the same time oh no they're all the same so we have four got, of yep i got one you. Okay. batch so not to complicate things too much so yeah we have i have like six or seven giant pots that we uh cook them off on uh ideally i'd love to get a uh uh, steam jacketed kettle i just don't i i'm in a shared uh commercial kitchen right now so we um share the kitchen with other vendors and other um companies and stuff Mon mm -hmm. mondays is when we usually do it that's like the slowest day for that kitchen so we have basically the kitchen to ourselves at times um nice it's funny oh. you're kind of describing the same exact operation that we have at crack sauce we we, we usually pull four buckets of our mash we, we we don't have a steam jack with a kettle but fridays are are our days for cooking normally but yeah yeah so we do we do the where we pull four uh and then drop four so we're at the same time of uh, of us processing and bottling sauces we're also on another section of the kitchen pro uh prepping produce to to replace those buckets that we pulled so cool. that it's a it's a constant stream of stuff going in and out and that way we just label it and put it on our fermentation schedule. And, you know, when it's time to pull it, it's time to pull it. Nice. Nice. And uh, do you guys mess around with different vessels for, for fermentation? Uh, like, have you, have you guys ever experiment, experimented with barrel, like cast barrels at all? Oh, yeah, yeah. So the funny thing you mentioned that is... Um, we just pulled our, if you look at our story on our Instagram, we just pulled our barrel aged two year anniversary sauce. It was been fermenting for six months and it was aged in a whiskey barrel. Wow. Um, and we pulled that uh, yesterday and bottled it all up. So it, it's, it's a Sriracha style hot sauce with Carolina Reapers in it. So I like to call it a Carolina, Carolina Reaper inspired Sriracha. So it like just has, I don't like to call it a Reaper sauce because it doesn't have it has reapers, but it's not like a overwhelming reaper sauce that's gonna like kill yep. you and stuff like that. Like that that wasn't our goal. Our goal is always flavor over everything. So we sometimes the hot dudes that like love hot, 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 I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't really help you there. Like if you want yeah. something hotter, you're gonna have to go to I another can refer company. you to yeah, yeah something. <laughs> and and, you know, it, I, I just look at uh, like there's the I just look at the market. There's so many market like so many hot sauces out there that are marketing to people who love hot, 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 hot. And I don't want to fill that slot. I want to fill the I'm focused on flavor. I'm focused on unique uh, varying sauces that like are are going to be different than you find. You know, we have a hops in a hot sauce. We have a beet style hot sauce. We have. Uh, a cherry dessert hot sauce, you know, that's more sweet that, you know, th we have a, a lot of different uh, variants to our sauces. I have another one that's going to come out um, in the next few months. I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil it or anything like that, but um, it's going to be a good one and it's going to be a very unique one too. Nice. Nice. And it's going to be how, one of our mildest ones. Okay. Nice. Um, How, how did the, uh, the whiskey barrel come out. Did, did you get like some of the, the nuances of 
that i'm yes. yeah just curious yeah <laughs> we did we did get some of the nuances out of the barrel i would have liked uh, the thing is is with a barrel age and if you really want to get like a whiskey flavor out of it you gotta go like years right you gotta you gotta mm. go a long time um the final sauce you can taste a little bit of the barrel funk in it and everything and uh, you can get a slight amount of char out of it but we we sweeten it up just a tiny bit it's not like an overly sweet sriracha like the normal sriracha is um we added a little bit of maple sugar and brown sh- or maple syrup and brown sugar to it um just to kind of bolster that those those barrel flavors um so it's definitely a fermented sriracha that you're getting that that funk out of you're getting a little bit of a, a barrel flavor out of it's subtle it's there but it's subtle um and then the heat just kind of like warms up in your mouth it's called the carolina yeah. creeper so nice nice yeah i also love, do, do you find that when you ferment uh the the heat goes down a little bit or no sometimes it's not little, at all no okay all. interesting like not not I, even remotely he does not go does not go down um like we have you know i've tasted the mashes prior to fermentation and i've tasted the mashes after fermentation i have no issues with how the heat is you know affected yeah 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 because i i love when i can taste when when i can savor the, the taste of a reaper uh just yeah. um it, it really is that creepiness but just the fruitiness and and yeah when, when kind of fresh to fermented also makes a big difference and, and yeah um, you the cool yeah. thing about this one is that you're actually getting a little bit of the like the fruitiness of the reaper with the uh um the funkiness of the barrel in there and nice. it mixes up in your mouth and it's really it's a really interesting take on a sriracha and i'm really happy with how it came out and like I said before, we didn't add too much sweetness because I don't want, I didn't want this sauce to be focused on sweetness. I wanted a little bit of the sugars to bring out the qualities of the barrel and that's it. And so that's all, all we added the sweetness for. So it's not like a, when we say we added sugar and, and syrup, we added very little amount just to the point of where you can get a hint yep. of it. Yep. Yep. For sure. What would you say is your favorite hot sauce of your of your lineup um it's really hard because i have like three that i really really love uh i love (laughs) i love ghosted i i think the flavor profiles on ghosted are amazing it is a little hot for me to use every day um to use on a lot of stuff i love the flavor though um uh brian ams did a review of that right he did. Yeah, he did. Okay. And, he, he, I remember him getting pretty lit up on that. <laughs> yeah. He took a pretty big spoonful and I was like, Oh, damn. <laughs> he always does. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, cause he was right though, too. He's like dead on the money. You're going to initially get the hot, like the, the heat delays slightly and then it hits you because the habanero starts stinging you. And then the, the ghost peppers are just creeping in the back coming. and warming yeah. you up and keeping it lingering. Um, so I definitely love that one. Habanero is like my everyday hot sauce. I use that on so many different things just because it's like so versatile for me because it has just a regular hot sauce without like, it just kind of tastes like a, like a taco pizza, a, I throw it on eggs and stuff. And then, it, uh, so it's got habaneros, but what else is it? Haban, habaneros, huero, huero chilies. Um, we're actually redoing the, actually I shouldn't, 
I shouldn't give that away because I, I want to save that. You know? <laughs> we have a we have a few secrets for it. Um, oh yeah, but it has like garlic and onion notes and uh, a little bit of carrot and stuff. So it's a very very yes. simple sauce, but the simple the better. You know, like the yeah, simple, yeah. like just bringing out certain flavor profiles is is what we want to do. So um, and then yeah, either exactly. smoking hot date or beet or meat. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, if I get asked what my favorite sauce is too, it's like, I can't answer one, but because yeah, like you, that's how you use them every day. It's just kind of for different meals and preferences and, and based on exactly. what you're feeling. So, yeah. And how I sell it to people. I'm like, cover all your food groups, you know, get, get yep. a bunch of them. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and that's like a big thing that we're saying. It's just like hot sauce is not just for tacos and eggs. Like, yes, like you absolutely want to put them on your tacos and eggs, but um, you can use I them, put them on everything, dude. yeah marinades exactly sauteing stuff you just get and and a lot of times you can we get a lot of people at farmers markets that say uh like oh me not no way not a uh, hot sauce but when, when you're actually cooking with it and putting it into a base like you, you can get just hints of those heats and but really get a lot of the flavor from that um yeah that we've been trying to share i mean i make a really good uh a really good uh chilaquiles sauce with my smoking hot date it's awesome nice nice um do you have any f- other favorite craft hot sauces as you've kind of been meeting more folks in in the industry that that are kind of maybe not in your rotation but one ones that are that have really stood out to you um i definitely do um love uh high desert high desert's a a great company um and zach is amazing and all his sauces i've had are just really awesome um and then i do (laughs) i do so many trades with people um (laughs) i have and i'm (laughs) i'm like i'm gonna come home with so much hot sauce i already have over 80 bottles of hot sauce sitting on my shelves that i'm trying to go through um but I, I, after the fire feeds festival, I was like, Oh God, I'm going to come home with that's going to be doubled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really love, uh, uh, Sabrak. Sabrak's, uh, yeah. a great one. Um, Jeff is an amazing sauce maker. Um, I actually have a bottle of his roast garlic habanero sitting on my, sitting on my desk right now. Um, just chilling, almost gone. Um, I, uh, God, who, who else? Um, the funny thing is, is like, I'm trying to think of what I have on the shelf right now and what I reach for the most, but all the ones that I've already eaten, I can't like, because those are the ones yeah. I reach for, right? So those yeah, are the yeah. ones that are already gone. Um, they're, I don't know, dude, the, those are the two that really stick out in my mind right now. Um, Love that it. Yeah. really have, have like stuck with me. Yeah. Cool stuff. Um, well, I, I guess, uh, what what's been like your favorite part of this journey? I I know sometimes it, it when you're in it every day, it's it's hard to kind of sit back a little bit and kind of think about the the whole piece of it. But uh, and I know it's probably filled with great parts, but also really difficult, challenging pieces as well. But kind of what what stands out to you as kind of what's keeping you motivated and and I'm sensing from you kind of more excited than ever. Um, honestly, the, we grew so much last year from our first year into our second year. It was, it was insane. Um, so the prospect of growing more is 
is awesome. And then honestly, I'm I'm getting back into the the rhythm. I want to keep making keep making stuff. Like my whole my whole thing was not uh was not when opening this company was not to be like, oh, I'm gonna make a few hot sauces and then sell them and then you know I'll make money and blah blah blah. My whole thing was just to keep cooking and keep experimenting and keep having fun with it. So I have. So, we already have several hot, hot sauces on on the books to release this year and everything and it's it's been a really uh fun thing uh for me to like get back to my roots and you know going from a corporate cooking job to going into like what do i want to make what do i want to do yeah, yeah um that's the exciting part um on although like the business side of things can kind of get overwhelming sometimes especially with you know, the growth that we've had, it's like, I, I, I'm doing my finishing up my taxes right now and stuff like that. So it's just like getting all that stuff done, you know, keeping up with ordering, purchasing, keeping up with, you know, employees, like we employ like six or seven different people to go out and do our farmer's markets and stuff, you know, so keeping up on that stuff, like that can take the fun out of it sometimes. Um, but yep. what it really boils down to is, you know, I'm cooking for me. I'm I'm doing things that I want to do, and people are loving it, and that's the biggest thing. And also, keeping that work life balance too. Of you yeah. know, making yeah. sure I I take enough time off and go uh go do stuff that I want to do, and not be beholden to you know vacation time and and stuff like that. If I want to take a four day weekend, I'm gonna go take a four day weekend, and I'll just cover it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, outside of hot sauce, what, what, what do you like to, to even out with, like kind of with some of your time off? Um, well I do, um, I rock climb. Uh, I haven't been as into it as, uh, previously, but I've been rock climbing for like five years doing like bouldering and stuff. Um, nice. And I also, I'm a drummer. I've been playing drums since I was 12 years old and I want oh, to yeah. make sure <laughs> Um, that's been on the back burner, um, for getting it, getting it back into it. Um, it's, it's been a couple of years since I, uh, set my kid up and everything like that, just purely because I was living in an apartment and stuff. Now I live in a house and now I'm getting a music room set back up. And, you know, so I'm really excited about all that too. And getting, getting back to what I really love to do in those hobbies. Good stuff. Are, are are you are you uh, in charge of the playlist when you guys are cooking, or, or how, how do you? What, what's the music? Situation? No, dude. I let I let the, I let my employees do it, dude. I nice, I, nice. I'm I'm chill with whatever. I'll I'll give them shit, and I'll you know. <laughs> what are we listening to right now? But they're in, my employees are always in charge of it. Um, I, yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna force them to listen to my music. I'm a I'm a very metal geared person so i listen to a lot of metal but uh i'm like i want my employees to be happy first and i'm like i'll listen to whatever just as long as you're happy you know getting in your zone doing your work and stuff like that nice yeah that, that's fair yeah there was one day i don't know i i, I uh was just feeling some real irish vibes and, and i was like we're putting on some irish folk music and, and then <laughs> like two songs in like i caught steve and matt looking at each other and, and i was like okay well let's change it <laughs> but, uh, yeah. so cool well um sean thank you so much for uh for coming on sharing more about down to ferment um of course man 
before you, you pack up anything else that uh, you're interested in, in sharing or talking about? Um, just stay on the lookout for our stuff, for more stuff. It's, it's fun. Um, it's, it's going to have some good stuff coming up and I'm Love really it. excited for some, like our two year anniversary. We're looking, we're going to be launching very shortly. Um, I have several other flavors that I want, that I'm going to do. Um, you know, the funny thing is, um, is we have to kind of space out our releases and, you know, not release everything at once, although I want to, but we can't do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. The other, uh, the other thing is I really want to do, um, I really want to do some more, uh, um, like condiment stuff like, like mustard, fermented mustard, maybe go into kimchi and stuff like that. Um, that's really what I'm, I'm about is like expanding it. The, the yep. hot sauce yep. has grown beyond what I've, ex- what I expected. So, when we finally get on a on a even playing field of like okay we're we're good we don't need to we don't need to refresh any of these for a little bit when we finally get to that position i'm i'm going to be like more so like okay let let's let's expand our our uh our catalog a little bit more good stuff yeah because like that, that's just something to, to think about like when you said uh japan and and other kind of traveling around the world like every culture has their own condiment Some, sometimes it has like a spice form and and but a, a lot of times there's many different variations and and different approaches so I, I think um everybody in the world has to eat and everybody actually i've met a couple people that admit they don't like flavorful things um but i guess we, we can put them aside for kind of our target audience but there, there's just so much possibility out there for just adding more flavor and, and, and trying new things. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. cool. Sean, thank you. Good, uh, safe travels to Albuquerque. Ha- have a blast. And thank you, man. yeah, sincere. Thank you for, from the, the craft hot sauce community. I appreciate it. Uh, being able to come on and, you know, talk about everything. And like I said, I just love talking about hot sauce. <laughs> Well, thank you for listening, and thank you to Sean for Down to Ferment for sharing that. Uh, definitely go check out his hot sauces on their website, downtoferment.com. Uh, we'll also link to that in our uh, bio and on our website. Um, while you're over on our website, uh, also sign up for our newsletter because we're hosting an event that I think you might be interested in. It's called BYOHS bring your own hot sauce so it's kind of a show and tell it's it's really for non-commercialized hot sauces so they could be kind of fun new experiments could be your favorite and original hot sauce recipe Um, but you come in and you share a little bit more about what you're making uh, and we've done them in person which is great because you can taste them Um, but we also do them online so our next uh, session is in june and that is online so sign up for our newsletter you'll hear more about that through our newsletter Um, but yeah thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time oh and p.s crack sauce started a crowdfunding campaign if you want to learn more about it you can go to patronicity.com forward slash crack sauce but we have a lot of different levels to get involved with some unique kind of perks and uh thank you
prizes, rewards uh, for uh, your contribution. But even if you're listening, thank you very much. Uh, feel free to share it with folks. Um, you'll find that on cracksauce.com or uh, patronicity.com slash cracksauce. Thank you.